You're listening to a ReachMD XM157 special series focused on diabetes, the epidemic that threatens America. What are the priorities of Congress in its efforts to fight diabetes? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment, Focus on Diabetes. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Congressman Mark Kirk. Congressman Kirk represents the 10th Congressional District of Illinois, located in the northern suburbs of Chicago. Now in his fourth term, Congressman Kirk is a member of the powerful House Appropriations Committee. He is also a Naval Reserve Intelligence Officer and Vice Chair of the Congressional Diabetes Caucus. He also serves on the Congressional Kidney Caucus and the Biomedical Research Caucus. Today we are discussing the work of Congress to help fight diabetes. Welcome, Congressman Kirk. Thank you for having me. Congressman Kirk, what are your thoughts on stem cell research? I think we should pass the stem cell research bill, that we should authorize full federal funding for stem cell research. In the House of Representatives, I got elected to head up the uh, Republican moderates. The number one issue that we chose to rally behind is to back stem cell research and the promise that it has for cancer, for Parkinson's, for Alzheimer's. We passed a legislation two years ago. We passed a legislation again. We've suffered two presidential vetoes. I'm a political realist who won't give up. My hope is no matter who is elected president, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, it's a pro-stem cell research president. When I look at those running for president right now, Senator Obama, Senator Clinton, Senator McCain, Mayor Giuliani, all four of those leading candidates are pro-stem cell research. And so my hope is on January 1st, 2009, one of the first things that the new president does in the Oval Office is sign the executive order, fully authorizing federal funding for stem cell research. Is this a problem, with due respect, crossing the party line in your feelings on stem cell research? No. We worked a lot with Research America, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, etc. They did some polling, which shows that overwhelming numbers of both Republican and Democratic primary voters support stem cell research. Well, you mentioned diabetes, and you recently were named vice chair of the bipartisan 280-member Diabetes Caucus in Congress. Can you talk about that? Diabetes is a growing epidemic in the United States. How so? Going from 20 to 30 million Americans. Diabetes will trigger a tremendous cost load on the health care bill of the United States with all of its complications in blindness, loss of limb, heart disease, etc., we're also seeing a disturbing rise in juvenile diabetes, now numbering over 170,000 children with type 1 diabetes. These kids face enormous challenges. And this is a field in which the application of federal research dollars and the commitment that we've already made have made a visible difference in people's lives. In what way, sir? When you look at a, a diabetic in 1970... They faced a difficult prognosis of injectable insulin. When you look at their morbidity over time, it was significantly below what a healthy person would go through and to an early death with a number of very difficult complications. With research and development, for example, a young diabetic will now have an insulin pump that will provide a steady stream into their bloodstream 
which the clinical studies have shown dramatically eliminates many of the complications that we would normally expect with a diabetic. The new wireless monitors as well to instantly tell us using a computer protocol when a kid is crashing or when they need real attention will keep their insulin levels in a very narrow green band, allowing young diabetics now to play in sports and soccer to return in many ways to a much more normal life. Also, this applies to older diabetics as well. I'm concerned that we've made some progress, but the real hope, let's be Americans here, the real hope is not to treat diabetes. The real hope is to cure it. Stem cell research, the ability to grow a new pancreas, is where we should really be headed. And that's why I want to make sure that we preserve all the signals in our society to continue that innovation. It would be great that we would have a world not just without smallpox, as we do now, but also without diabetes. Now, you hosted the first 10th District Diabetes Summit with the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation in the Glenview Park District. What got you involved in that? Because I was struck by a number of kids, JDRF kids, who came to me. And their story, it's very difficult to see a young five- or six-year-old going through this, the scabs that they have on the end of their fingers. Everyone has an emergency story, several of them. It seems like all emergencies, at least in my area, happen late on a Saturday or Sunday night. But as well, I saw that federal research, especially through the NIH's NIDDK, etc., has visibly improved the prognosis and quality of their life just in the 20 years that I have watched diabetes policy closely, first as a congressional staffer and then as a member of Congress. And to think, with all that progress made, what could we do if we maintain momentum? My predecessor in office, Congressman John Porter, he led the effort to double funding for biomedical research through the National Institutes of Health. I would wish this president in his last year would make the announcement that we should triple funding. This is America's legacy to the planet. But I would also argue would lay the future economic foundation of the United States as a healthcare medical leader. We know for all of these emerging developing economies, there's only so much you can spend on food for your family. And as your income grows, you start to spend more and more on health care. If the United States maintains its health care leadership through stem cell research and NIH, this will not just be a humanitarian benefit. This will be an economic benefit to the United States with visible benefit to patients everywhere in cancer and diabetes, etc. Should we be spending more on health care research and delivery? Yes, because I think dollar for dollar, that's the biggest payoff. Why does it seem to be so difficult to get through Congress? Well, I was part of the effort as a staffer when we got the doubling effort. And you can imagine, when you come to the United States Congress and you say, I've got an idea to spend taxpayers' money, you have to go up against people who would like to spend it more on education, more on transportation, more on protecting our men and women in uniform, more on the environment. And you can't say yes to everyone because otherwise you'll be borrowing a phenomenal amount of money or raising taxes in a way that kills the economy. The job that we had in doubling the NIH was to convince the then speaker, Newt Gingrich, and the then president, Bill Clinton, that this was so important that it set the priority above other things. The final setting was a group of five Nobel laureates to make a presentation to both the speaker and to the president. As you know, Nobel laureates have egos, have extensive <laughs> schedules. 
will argue in front of themselves, right in front of the president or the speaker, that will totally upset the <laughs> apple cart. This was a very delicate balance. It was largely arranged by cancer, diabetes, and heart disease together. And, and by the way, a decision by them to say, we're not going to go to war against each other's budget to get more from eye disease. We're going to lift all of the boats by backing the doubling effort. In the end, all the stars aligned, and we did double the size of the NIH, which is why we had enough money, for example, to break the human genome. I think we ought to continue that momentum and go for a tripling now. If you had to give a report card to Congress in terms of health care and research, what grade would you give them? On research, I would give a B-plus right now because we have done quite a bit. We've cracked the human genome, and we've laid the foundation for the United States for the foreseeable future to be the leader in healthcare research and innovation. On senior care, I would also give them a B-plus, because the Medicare Part D prescription drug program, despite all of the howls, has rolled out fairly well. And I have a regular reality check with my mother to see how she's done at Walgreens. <laughs> um, on access to care, though, I would give it a C. And that is because of the problems, not just in medical liability reform, but in moving association health plans and the S-CHIP bill. I think all three of those reforms need to happen. In the coming weeks, we'll probably have the S-CHIP reform in one form or another happen. But we also need to have association health plans, and we also have to have medical liability reform. You live in the northern suburbs of Chicago, which contains a number of healthcare organizations. Has that facilitated your role? Completely. For us, by accident of history, Chicago is home to the American Medical Association, the American Hospital Association, the American Dental Association, as well as a number of others, and a number of key healthcare providers. I've been also very involved in the growing connection between the United States and China. And I've noticed how so many Midwestern healthcare leaders are now going to China because the Chinese now the second largest economy on earth, are beginning to spend a vast amount on their own health care. This is a humanitarian opportunity for us to continue innovation, not just to treat disease, but to cure it, and for the exports of the United States. Because in the 21st century economy, if trends continue, everyone, not just Americans, everyone are going to be spending more and more on health care. And I would like it to be largely American-made and innovative. And Congressman Kirk, when you become president of the United States... <laughs> right. I, I'm right now going to run for president of my condo association. But... <laughs> what would be your number one goal in terms of health care and research? If I could really lay it out, it would be set a national goal of wiping out one of the major diseases. If that's diabetes or cancer or heart disease. You know, when we think about policymakers in the 1960s that said, we're going to go for it and wipe smallpox out the planet. You know, the audacity of taking an entire disease off the table. Well, today, polio may be wiped off the planet. Smallpox and polio are no longer part of the daily lives of Americans, but cancer is wiping that off or diabetes. And we have never been able to not innovate our way out of any other problem. And we ought to look at this one. And to sum things up, if you looked in your crystal ball, do you think we're going in the right direction? you think we're going to get where we want to go? Yes. We want to make sure that we preserve innovation in this country, that we sustain the NIH, and that we make sure that as the world spends more and more on health care, we don't make crippling policy decisions like banning stem cell research that would slow us down. All the indications are that the 21st century will be potentially offering the most health care and longest, most productive life 
in history where, you know, the average American in 1900 died in their 50s. Today, the average American, as New York Times columnist David Brooks calls it, a long post-professional life of travel and grandchildren, etc., long before any major illness. This is a huge revolution in the way humans live their lives. The United States played a huge role in doing that, but let's keep going. I want to thank Congressman Kirk, who has been our guest. We have been discussing the work of Congress to help fight diabetes. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to a special segment, Focus on Diabetes, on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to a ReachMD XM157 special series, Focus on Diabetes, the epidemic that threatens America. 